0: rounders
1: Hello everyone. Um we got some things to talk about today. Be patient with us. Uh but I think to start like we started last week, John, are you prepared with your next um parlay segment?
2: No. Um, I was thinking of doing a new segment actually. I said that that one was going to be potentially bi-weekly. So that wasn't necessarily an every week thing. This is going to be an easier one. It's going to be a one word thing. The reason it's one word simply is there's honestly kind of a lot to talk about. I feel like in the sports world, Um, but we're going to kind of, you know, we're going to rip something here, just get the juices flowing. What is the best word or the first word? We'll say the first word that comes to mind where That word, like the this, it phonetically is pronounced as it sounds. Like it just feels like the word is appropriate for what the for what it means. Basically, does that make sense?
0: Splash.
2: That is the example I used in my office today. Unbelievable. Yeah, splash. You can feel. I feel a little bit of moisture on myself when I hear the words. When splash is said to me, Um, you can just feel splash. You can just feel it. It has a presence chad what word has a presence when you hear it like wow you felt it
1: um surf
2: serve or surf? surf Surf. yeah i can see that why do you why do you say that do you have a reason
1: um it's just a cool word and like surfing just seems so cool um,
2: it,
0: you're just kind of cruising. Start. I think you can see the, you can see the waves in the
2: U. Yeah, the U and the F, dude. That's what I'm saying. So like, splash is kind of that's all over the place. You got letters going up. You got S in there. You know the P's going down. It's everywhere. Water goes everywhere. Those are two good ones. I think you can really feel murder. I think you can really feel the word murder. Like I almost like if someone says that to you aggressively, I honestly, feel like I got shanked somewhere. A little bit um shank is another good one quite honestly like there's words out there um uh, one word that doesn't make sense to me is cocktail you know i don't think about a liquor drink when i think a cocktail so something to think about it's uh it's the english language it's something there's a lot of depth and you got words that mean like four different things out there you ever really think about the english language sometimes
1: uh and how it just doesn't
2: make sense. Like if you
1: could have one other language you could speak, what would it be, John?
2: Um you know, I think the smart answer because of like just population size, I think Mandarin is the is what most people would like tell you to say so you can communicate with the most people. But I uh you know, I've always wanted to speak Spanish. You know, we tried it, uh we abandoned that one after like high school, you know, when it was a mandate. Spanish and, uh,
1: is a sexy language.
2: Spanish is a fun one you know you can roll some R's uh the ends's got the, the the tilde um there's a lot of you can manipulate the words a lot out there John, if you see a cutie speaking Spanish it might be over yeah I mean it's a good language you know maybe we'll pick it back up maybe by a Rosetta stone you never know we
1: record a podcast in Spanish
2: maybe uh maybe maybe by year 10 you know maybe we'll graduate to span we can spin off a spanish division
1: i like that yo so uh,
2: seventh uh, round so the trade deadline it's been crazy a lot has been lot crazy of- we've still got as of this recording it's it's really weird i didn't realize manford had that ability to kind of shift the trade deadline now to whenever he wants in like a five-day window i think it's between like july 28th and august 3rd or something. Uh, I guess the new bargaining agreement. Um, so he picked 6 p.m. on on Tuesday, August 2nd. I think it's always – no, that wouldn't make sense because it always used to be the 31st, I think. So, yeah, but we had a lot of action today, so uh, it's ripe. The, the deadline is ripe right now. Um, I'm sure we're going to see more action. I don't know. that The Astros probably were the most active team today from what we've seen so far. Uh, they bring in Vasquez. Uh, Blanking on everyone else, <laughs> Trey Mancini. Trey, Trey. Mancini. Tyler's wolfing down at dinner right now. I'll tell you what—he's out here grinding. He's double-tasking. Mancini—they got Vasquez. Maybe because those are the two most recent ones. I'm thinking that, but I swear they got another one.
0: You have to feel for Christian Vasquez. The guy's literally taking BP before the game against the Astros. Gets traded, like
2: I really I think- thought. Very sketchy
0: on the timing because the Astros just basically let him sit through, like, all the Red Sox meetings, like, all that
2: stuff. That is sketchy. He's not playing, though. I haven't seen him. He's probably just sitting on the bench, dude. It's awkward. I thought the questioning was just, like, like they didn't need to be questioning like they did when they were doing that to him after. Uh, he'd been there since 2008, so he'd been with the Red Sox for quite some time. The Astros were active. Uh, The Yankees actually probably were more active. Montas, Trevino, Ben a few days ago. Uh, Efros, the reliever from Chicago. I actually don't really know anything about him. Um, But they made some additions. Uh, Castillo went to – Luis Castillo went to Seattle the other day, Saturday over the weekend.
1: John, remember when the Pirates trade Clay Holmes for a bag of cheese?
2: Yeah. That's uh, you know what? They tend to give the Yankees whatever they want for any price. It's actually it's it's actually getting out of control. It's getting ridiculous. Like, who are you guys gonna take from us in the next twenty hours? You know, it's gonna happen. We're gonna come back. You know, the listeners will. The deadline probably will have passed or gotten close by by the time. Um, maybe the Pirates have traded David Bednar over there for fucking Rock for Rock and a and a hopscotch stick or something, dude. Piece of chalk. I didn't,
0: I didn't understand the Mariners trade at all. Like they have to pay him and he's not putting you over the top to win a world series. What's his so, contract? Uh, Let me pull that up right now.
2: From the Mariners perspective. I think that they think that they can give it a run. And then Julio got his wrist broken the same night that, uh, or maybe it was the night after not broken, just bruised. He's on the IL hopefully praying fingers crossed for a minimum stint. You know, we're, we're fortunate. We're thankful to have avoided. Uh, he, he's a, a
0: rental basically. He go he he goes into arbitration uh, this offseason. season. Like
1: yeah, so they have a year and a half of them basically.
0: Um, I um, I, I, I agree with it. his contract. He's got arbitration. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got they got one more year of arbitration. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right? So he'll be back next year. But I agree with Connor. I, I think they the, the premium they paid was too steep, and I don't think it sets him over at the, the top, even at Julio. Is healthy. Um, I just think Seattle's still too far away. I mean, there's a stratosphere between Seattle and Houston
2: or New York, so I, I didn't. Yeah, like New York plugged their holes. Uh, I'm gonna come back to that. Uh, the only other notable trades: Tommy fam went to Boston. I actually don't understand why they wanted to acquire him, so I'm curious on that. I, I
0: feel like it had to do with like I think it was some three-team thing with the Astros and the Vasquez trade. Cause that happened at like the same time. Cause I I also don't yeah. understand it at all.
2: Yeah, both of those
0: Red Sox just being like we're just gonna re like blow it up.
2: Yeah, and the trade mm-hmm. tr- trade deadline tracker on CBS Sports actually pretty good uh, feature here. We'll be monitoring this one. Uh, it says TBD for both on the acquired side of each of those trades. So it, Connor might be to something with the three team most intriguing trade of the day. It's kind of kind of confusing given the. Position of the team, Milwaukee in first place in the Central traded Josh Hader to to San Diego. I think they think that that Hader might be on the down, and uh, Devin Williams is a better closer. Freeze up the door for him to show what he's got in that hole. I thought that the I honestly thought Milwaukee did great in this trade because I do think they I think they upgrade with Devin Williams over Hader. You get Hader out of there. Taylor Rogers, Ooh. good luck. Don't, left not, me out of don't
1: pen. sit here and tell me that Devin Williams is an upgrade over Hater. He's been the best he absolutely in baseball is. for the last three years. He's had five bad starts. Okay, recently before that he was the best closer in baseball. Don't go eight ERA over the last month.
2: Don't. Closers are closers are volatile and closers closers fall out of favor quick. Closers is it doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. The fact that you bring back Taylor Rogers, Lamet, uh, Estuary Ruiz, and I don't know the, the other prospect they got, but I thought they did a great job. I thought they got a lot, a lot of value. Chad I hates really, it. I mean, Chad, Chad hates it, but you know, Chad thinks that the closer is most important. You're out of control. You're out of your it mind. Drop your gourd.
1: Literally a bad trade by both teams. It didn't make any sense. I hate it for both of them. You're out, you're you're out of your mind. I want to like jump through the screen and fight you
2: right now. It
1: was just the horrible that would, take.
2: I'd be open to that. Now, do you, uh, do you think the Yankees, you've been very critical of them for some reason here in the past, you think the Yankees have done enough or should they keep making moves? Uh, they should trade Joey Gallo.
1: Um, but in terms of what they brought in, yeah, I think they were the right moves. You had two closers who will be in the mix uh, the rest of the year. You add a legit SP2, which takes a lot of weight off of Severino's shoulders when he comes back from the IL. And then, you know, I think Benintendi is pretty useless, but I would rather have useless than uh, a liability in Joey Gallo. So overall, I like it.
2: All right. Connor, what do you think?
0: I think Ben Intendi's an underrated trade. I think he's going to score a ton of runs in that lineup.
2: He gets Uh, on base.
0: Yeah, uh, the Yankees are the favorites to win the AL right now, and I think rightfully so. But uh, if you made me make a pick, I think I'm still taking the Astros to come out of the AL at this point. Yeah.
2: Astros are good. Uh, Quick farewell, uh, Robinson Cano designated for assignment by Atlanta today. Um, Probably time for Mr. Robbie Cano to to hang him up. I don't think he's got anything left in the tank there. Guys, what a beautiful baseball swing.
1: If we can just take a second. I I, I have goosebumps. I mean, just a – I'm trying to come up with the right adjective. It's just a sensual swing. I mean, it's – the hairs on my arms are standing up right now thinking about it. Like you think, like 0-7 Robbie in the pinstripes and that sw- that that swing. I we gotta stop
2: talking about it um, because I'm Chad's small- getting all uh, he's getting all riled up over there, all hopped up. Oh yeah. Um, a, a couple things that aren't happening. Otani is not going anywhere. Angels uh, have said they will not trade tomorrow. I think he's a trade candidate in the offseason. More likely, I think that Juan Soto will get traded but in the off season, I do not think that he gets traded here at the deadline makes no sense for Washington to make that kind of a move right now. They don't need to do that. They shouldn't do that. It'd be rushed. They don't need to do that. Um, big names left. Uh, the Cubs probably going to be active tomorrow. I think the Cubs will be the most active team tomorrow. We're going to listen to this back. Uh, but Ian happen, Wilson Contreras, I think are a lock to get traded. Um, Josh Bell and Washington's probably going to go, and Noah Syndergaard's probably going to go. Anyone else? I, I think I would not
0: be surprised if the Sox dealt like Bogarts.
2: Wow. Or JD, I could see either one of those guys going. The Sox could be the uh, you know it seems like every year you get one team. It's kind of like the they're like the the X factor team that you don't really expect, and they just kind of they kind of blow it up. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just didn't
0: understand that that Vasquez trade. If you're not planning on like, I mean, they already basically came out and said they're not going to give Bogarts what he wants, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, so, I could see. Yeah, I could see JD Martinez getting shipped out of there.
0: I think Devers is the one guy you probably keep building around. Yeah, uh, that's but. an
2: interesting point. Watch watch, Boston. We're gonna let you guys. Will listen to this. You know, uh, you are already gonna know. So, but I'm intrigued. the The trade deadline's always exciting. It really is. I'm hoping the I'm hoping the Pirates are honestly pretty quiet. I'm hope they've been pretty quiet so far. I'm hoping they stay quiet. <laughs> O'Neill Cruz out of there tomorrow. That would be fat. That'd be fucking crazy. That'd be that'd absolutely be the, crazy. That'd be
0: Pirates ownership taking just a a big fat loogie right in between your eyes. That'd be just nuts. I uh, I haven't worn
2: I did get his jersey. I have not worn it yet. I really hope he works out. I mean, I think he's gonna work out. It's just whether or not he's gonna be in Pittsburgh doing it. I think he will be. I think that Quintana is gonna get moved tomorrow. Uh, maybe Ben Gamble, if anyone takes him on, he's pretty much irrelevant. But you might you might find a suitor. Uh, other than that, yeah, I I would hope that nothing happens. <laughs> Ben Gamble. All right. Should ben we Gamble, have ben, – Ben Gamble looks like a ben, – Ben, I promise you right now, we're going to come back. Ben Gamble, he's going to have hit three home runs in consecutive games in the playoffs for the New York Yankees out there in October. We're going to come back to this. He's going to be a classic. We give him away for a fucking uh, – give him away for a bag of rosin, right? And he's going to rake out there off the bench in New York. and The fans are going to love him. I see it right now.
1: Ben Gambleton, New York, folks, you heard it It here.
2: Classic. It'd be a classic.
1: Um. Okay. Big Ten football.
0: Big Ten football.
1: Wow. I I'm just daydreaming of Big Ten football in November. A lot of lot of slow, you know, slow teams just trudging. I'm excited.
0: Your boys, Ohio State, the favorites. Minus 250. Before we get into it, you guys don't win a national championship this year? Failed season.
1: Yes. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, when you have – I don't know how to, like, say it not like a cocky asshole, but when you have the best quarterback, the best running back, the two best wide receivers, the best left tackle and the best right tackle in college football, you don't win the national championship. Like, It's not good. Um, You bring in a new defensive coordinator. Um, There's plenty of talent on that side. Execution was beyond poor last year. I mean, saying it was poor was probably an understatement. I mean, it was literally the most hideous thing I've ever seen so jim Knowles is in you got the super sophomores along the defensive line and i mean when you have 32 and white and when you have marvin harrison jr i mean it's hard not to be excited with all that being said you know i there's some some days i sit back and it's like gosh i was a, I wish i was a boston college fan you know to go in and just enjoy my fall and being okay with being five and seven, like, that would be, I would be happy. Like, I go into a Saturday in October, and it's like, you know, we play Alabama, you know, we're not going to win, and you can just enjoy the day knowing you're not going to win. Like, I wish that was me sometimes, because I can't handle the week-to-week stress. Um, And then I'm, losses, I mean, that basically, I'm the crankiest human being on earth. So sometimes I wish it wasn't me, but you know what? I'm better than most. I am. I can tell you who it's going to be before it even happens. That's wow. what I'm here for.
2: I'm done, by the way. that's far-fetched. It's a far-fetched claim to think Ohio State will win the Big Ten. What are their odds, Connor?
0: They're minus 250. <laughs> Michigan plus 900, Wisconsin, Penn State 14 to 1, Nebraska 20 to 1, Minnesota, Purdue, Michigan State 25 to 1, Iowa also 25 to 1. Then you have Maryland 100 to 1, Indiana 150 to 1, Illinois 250 to 1, and Northwestern 300 to 1. If Ohio State loses a single game this year, to me it's a failed season. They should not have a problem with any team in the Big Ten this year.
1: Oh, yeah, they should not lose a game in the Big Ten. Correct. Um, uh, outside of, I mean, it's it should be them and Bama January 11th, but should be is not will be. You, start, so with, uh, you start in uh, – go ahead,
2: John. I... Do you guys think that between the three uh, young men, C.J. Stroud, Trayvon Henderson, and Jackson Smith, Jigba, who will be highest in Heisman voting end of season?
1: I don't think any of them will win. I just think it's hard when you have three guys like that with such heavy. Who will right be now. highest in the voting? You think? Know? I would say Stroud,
0: quarterback. Wow. I'll tell you what. Here's what's going to happen with the season. You open the season with Notre Dame. I don't care what the number is. I'm betting Ohio State. Uh they're going to blow the doors off of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish to start the season. They're going to beat Arkansas State by 90-something points week two, as well as Toledo. I think they blow out Wisconsin, blow out Rutgers. Then you go to Michigan State October 8th. I think they get through that game. That's a tough game. Then you have Iowa at home I think they handle. And the one I have circled here, October 29th, you you go to Penn State, probably going to be a whiteout. You're undefeated. You're almost to the end of the season. You got Michigan in under a month. I think you go to you you might Penn State might not be having a great season, all right? And I think you go there and you lay an egg and that might keep you out of the playoff.
1: Fun fact for you. This is the first year since they started the I don't know if it's since they started the whiteout, but since at least 2014 that they're like when they play Ohio State at home, it's not the whiteout. They switched it this year. I think they wanted to do it for a game that they have a chance at winning. Uh, so it will be a stripe out when Ohio State comes to town October 29th. Interesting. And um, I
0: think for that reason, they're even more alive. Okay. They're going to be pissed.
1: I think so. Um, I think it'll be Ohio State and call it w- – I think Minnesota will be very good this year. I like the over on their win total. But I think Wisco probably wins the Big Ten West. Um, but some other totals I like. Michigan State over 7.5. Um, I think they're probably going to be the second best team in the East. Um, it's either them or that team up north. Um, I don't. I think Penn State will be actually fairly bad this year. Um, so I like Michigan State in TTUN uh, as the second-best team in the East. And then I think Minnesota and Wisconsin are the two best teams in the West.
2: I had a lot of res- – you always do a good job not saying Michigan. It's props to you.
0: I'll tell you what. Uh, Michigan State's got a tough schedule, though. You got you go to Washington September 17th. I know Washington was bad. That should be a win, but I'm, that's not an easy game. Uh, I don't know if Michigan State's favored in that one, to be honest. Uh, then you have Ohio state. That's probably an L thankfully you have Wisconsin at home and then you go to Michigan the week after those are potentially two L's and also have to play on the road at Penn state. So that leaves. So yeah, no, I agree. I think eight, I have them like right at eight and
1: three. I think their losses are Ohio state, Washington and Michigan. And then I think their two big wins would be Penn state and Wisconsin. Definitely not an easy schedule, but that I have them like eight and
0: three. Uh, also, I wanted to ask you back to Ohio State. Do you think they have any trouble with Notre Dame? Are you at all worried about that one?
1: I mean, it all depends on I, it, the defense. Like, there has to be competence. That's the word I'm using this year is competence. Um, and I think if the defense is competent, then I, I don't think they should have much of an issue. I just – it was so schematically flawed, whatever they did last year, like, cause they've got, I mean, their defensive lines littered with five star guys or secondary. And they just, I mean, offensively, the speed factor is going to be just so frightening. Um, so I, I don't think it should be an issue. I i put it this way. It's going to be kind of like, you know, a forty-two twenty-one type ball game. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be all Marvin Harrison Jr. and Travion Henderson, uh, so we'll see. Are you
0: not giving Jackson any love?
1: Jackson Smith and Jigba is great. It'll be a top ten pick, but he ain't Marvin Harrison Jr. There's a, he's a whole different breed. I mean, might be the best wide receiver prospect in the last fifteen years. So there's there's a there's a difference there. There's wild wow. shit
0: that's terrible um uh, just that's about as that's about as biased of a take as you've given on this show maybe ever just um okay just wait (laughs) just wait
1: um Um, other heisman contenders in the big 10 um so the wisconsin running back uh braylon allen if wisconsin goes you know the year with two losses, I think Braylon Allen could be in the conversation, similar to like a Kenneth Walker last year. Um Mo Ibrahim probably not. I just if, if Minnesota has four losses, I don't think there's a chance. Um, I, I don't see anyone outside of that. You know, maybe if Maryland goes wins eight ball games, Talia Tagobiola could be, you know have odds, but that's about it.
2: Um God, two looks good in camp. Um yeah, the Big Ten, man. I think Ohio State's probably gonna win it. I would have to agree. They're just so much better. Uh the the uh hold on a second. The West is intriguing because I feel like it's just so open. Um I would like to see Minnesota honestly PJ Fleck row the boat to to uh surprise West Division win. I think it I think it certainly is doable. I, I don't want to see Iowa there. They bore the shit out of me. Purdue lost a lot of talent uh, from what I'm reading. They do have a good quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, but uh, he lost a lot. And then Wisconsin, I mean, you know, they're going to be up there. They always seem to be. It's not pretty. It's not fun to watch. You know, you're in for a snoozer. You're going to fall asleep. It's well, a nap. What was a nap.
1: that game last fall, it was early. It may
0: have been week one, like so early in the year. Wisconsin. And state Wisconsin. Oh, oh I was, I was in Austin, Texas, that. They were legitimately just throwing the ball into the, into the ground and fumbling. Every I mean, they're,
2: round. they're so, they're so damn bad. Um, you know, Northwestern's fallen off a cliff lately. It seems like Illinois against, uh, under Brett Bilama. you know, five and seven probably the best record they've had in years, you know? So Illinois, Illinois is on the rise, uh, Nebraska, will Scott Frost get fired after this year? Are they going to do something? He's got to have some of the the most favorable odds to get fired, I would think. He's probably at the top of the list. Hot seats have to be James Franklin,
0: Scott Frost, in my opinion.
2: Um. So, you know, Scott Frost, James Franklin, who gets potentially uh, fired first if their teams get off to a bad start. We'll see. Uh, outside of that, I mean, you know, 2-10 for Indiana last year on the east side of the table after a surprising, really surprising 20, I guess that would have been twenty twenty. 20 So they look like they're actually bad still. Rutgers, you know, probably not going to do much.
0: Indiana Maryland, quarterback transferred, too, to Washington, actually. Phoenix? Yeah, Phoenix is in a QB battle over at Washington.
2: Wow. Yeah, so Indiana, man, they just fell off an absolute cliff after one surprisingly good year. Penn State don't know much about, you know. Maybe we should have gotten Dave on here to spew some nitty line at us, but we didn't do that. Uh, maybe we'll get him on before uh, week one or something. Week zero. I want
1: to think the fact that
0: I. Ha- Go ahead. I think the fact that I haven't heard about Penn State from Dave means that they're not going to be very
2: good. Wow. I want to Slide throw to back to Stephanie.
1: We had Cardillo on the podcast, and the segment was, "When will they be back?" Um. This may have been two years. He said 2024,
0: I think, was his answer. Yeah, and we put it at, like,
1: 2025 for the Cox and 2072 for BC. The Cox are way ahead of schedule. Push Penn State back. The Cox will be back before the Nittany Lions.
2: I can't wait to talk SEC next week. I really can't. But I'm going to stay on task here with the Big Ten. Michigan State just feels like they always have an uphill battle of some kind. Like they're always capable, but they just they don't have the same level of recruiting talent, and they just have such a battle. But I love Mel Tucker. Um, you know, big, they can be a problematic opponent. Uh, Ohio State could roll them, but they you know they gotta go up there into the 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 battlefield of East Lansing, and uh, see what they can do. Possible letdown spot for the Buckeyes, Chad. I'd, I'd circle that one maybe more than others. I, I look at
0: Michigan State and Iowa is almost the same team. I don't know why. I just feel like they play the same exact brand of football. Like John said, they're, they're always so well coached, but they're always like a little step below in terms of like athletic –
2: Town. I will say with Mel Tucker now. I think Michigan State's kind of flipped. D'Antonio seems like they were kind of they were kind of a sl- a slow slugfest team, more defensive, uh, hope hoping to succeed on defensive side of the ball. Mel Tucker can kind of light it up. So they're an interesting team. They're different. They they can be dynamic. I I am excited to see what they can do. Um, Michigan, I think last year was their chance. I think they're done. See you later. Talk to you. Talk to you next time. So right. I'm looking at an Ohio State, Michigan State 1-2 in that side of the table. Ohio State over Minnesota. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stick with Minnesota. We're gonna say Minnesota out of the West.
0: I'll go with Wisconsin. Ohio State, Wisco. More chalk for Chad. Yeah. Um,
1: AFC South. You know, AFC guys, south. I'm, I'm tearing up right now. I mean, we're here, we're a month out. I mean,
0: not even that. We have the Hall of Fame game on Thursday of this week. There will be an NFL football game on Thursday night. That's a recognizable. Will anybody recognizable play in it? No, but there's a Hall of Fame game Thursday night. I did hear that.
2: I heard that on PMT earlier today, so I did know that. I actually don't know that. What did you say the matchup?
0: I was actually just looking up that it's so early. I. Oh, it's the Raiders and the Jags. Just the, a most random Hall of Fame game matchup in Canton, Ohio. That's when they do like, you know, they have like the Sarah yeah. stuff that weekend. Yeah. I remember one
2: year recently, they like a few years ago, they had to cancel it, I think, because the turf was too hot or something. Like, they like just redid the turf or something. And it was like, it was like so hot. I think it was like melting. It was bad. It was a bad scene. Yeah,
0: but. egregiously early, but uh we we have college football this month we have nfl real nfl september 8th that thursday night game Uh, i'm fired the hell up i i spent a lot of time today doing uh i was doing out some fantasy tiers getting ready for the draft doing a little research uh i did some futures bets research fired up yeah what do you think uh, – can you lay the odds on us for the Souther? I can. Uh, the Colts are the favorites, obviously, at minus 120. The Titans are plus 150. Jags plus 750. Texans plus 2,500.
1: Well, I can tell you the Texans aren't going to win the division.
2: <laughs> do you think Davis Mills has a chance to be a legit NFL starter out there in Houston? Can he develop into it? Yes. Wow, you do. I, I, well, I think he's going to statistically have an all right
0: season this year. Um with I can being, see that. With that being said, some bets that stuck out from this division for me immediately were uh, I, I I like the value on Colts to have the best regular season record at plus 1,600. Uh, I think there's a chance this entire division is absolute dog water. Um the, that's in the range of outcomes. I think I am very down on the Titans. Um, the Colts I think could get five or six wins from this division alone. So I think, uh, them having the best regular season record is possible. I probably won't play this because of the juice, but I do like Colts to make the playoffs. It is, it's minus 170, So that's a lot to lay with a future bet. And I think that was, it. Oh, I, I have already bet the Jags to win the division. Uh, we can talk about them in a sec. Wow.
2: The and Jags. I, you, you took the Jags. That's a notable statement. You gotta you gotta expand on that. What went into that? Listen,
0: I I think I still think the market undervalues just how bad of a situation it was over there with Urban Meyer. And I think people a lot of people are too quick to write off Trevor Lawrence. I still think he's gonna be an incredible quarterback. We saw Joe burrow take an insane leap in year two. I think Trevor Lawrence could do something similar. They have him not as good of weapons as burrow in Cincinnati, but they bring in Christian Kirk. Uh, you have a healthy Travis Etienne this year. Still have Marvin Jones, Lavishka Chanel, Traper Dan Arnold last year. I think that offense is going to be humming under Doug Peterson. Uh, so i love the Jaguars over six and a half wins i love the Jaguars to win the division and that's basically my I just i my explanation for that is that Trevor lawrence is going to be much improved from last year and I also think that the Colts underratedly don't have that many weapons on offense so I think they could underperform in that scenario where the jags win it
2: yeah, I uh I'm 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 with you, dude. You've kind of talked me into it. I'm looking at what they did over the offseason. I mean, it looks like they've signed uh by NFL.com, uh, they signed seven top 100 free agents this offseason, only lost two, net of plus five, by far the best in the division. Um, I mean, they got young talent. I'm a big Doug Peterson fan. I I you know, if it wasn't our boy Coach Mike out in Miami, I really wanted Doug to be our, our head coach hire there. Um, and I think it's wide open, too. I'm with you. You know, A.J. Can, I'm seeing A.J. Can, offensive guard, left. He's in Houston now. A.J. Can and I uh, met in the Bates Hall, Bates Diner. What was it called? South Carolina Dining Hall. I don't know. Big man. Big man. Longtime Jaguar. So he's out of there, but um, that's okay. That's all right. You know, that's the only concerning loss. Sharks has gone, but I think they replace him with Christian Kirk uh miles jack went to pittsburgh but they brought a- in
0: they brought in foil lua who was uh played for the falcons last year was the leading tackler in the entire nfl actually a yeah. Uh, yeah i, mean, I, but- I want to say i do think the more likely scenario is that matt ryan comes into the colts the colts dominate the division but i don't think it's that far out of the realm of possibility i think it's within the realm of possibilities that the jags have a great season here and, yeah. and challenge for the division.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Trayvon Walker went number one overall uh, to Jacksonville as well. People forget. Could be a big, you know, worst to first situation there in Jacksonville.
0: Listen, it happens a lot in the NFL.
2: Yeah. I think they could find it. Travis Etienne, you know, he did go to Clemson. He missed his whole rookie year. I mean, he's basically got fresher legs, you know. I don't know if he's a long term, but I think he'd be really solid this year, first year. Uh
0: in terms of the Titans, uh, I don't like anything about that team this year except for a couple players. I'm out I'm pretty out on Derrick Henry in fantasy. Uh, i have always just had a uh, irrational hatred of Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback. I don't like his game at all. Uh they get older. They lose Deontay Foreman as a backup. They lose AJ Brown. Will Traylon Burks be a good player? Maybe, but as a rookie, I don't know. Uh I'm I'm very out on the Titans overall. Yeah.
2: They lost a lot. Um you know they lost some good players this offseason for sure. Uh, do we think Malik Willis becomes starting quarterback at any point this season? Yeah,
0: I don't think so. Uh, uh, outside of injury, obviously.
2: Yeah, I think he might. I think he might double around like week 10, 11. If what, there, would their uh,
0: record, what would their record have to be for Vrabel to consider that four and six? Four and six, six three and,
2: four and six, or three and seven, somewhere around there. If they need a spark because of how bad the division is, if they're like four and six, I could say, hell, maybe even, I don't know, probably four and six. Probably four and six. If they need a spark and they think that could be it, that's what they'll do. That's what the other coach, Mike, will do.
1: Also, if I have the number one pick in fantasy, I'm taking Derrick Henry. So, Connor, if you have number two,
0: you have everyone else. I think that's a bad take. But, you know, that's why that's why we're here. We Only time will tell.
1: Exactly. Speaking yeah. of – Oh, go, go ahead. Ahead. No. no, you go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say, yeah, I was going to take Tennessee to win the division. I just – I think they overperform every year in the regular season. I know they can't do anything in the playoffs, but, I mean, A.J. Brown's a big hit, but I think Traylon Burks will produce, um, and Henry is back and healthy, so I still like Tennessee to win that division.
2: Um, I'm feeling a bit cavalier and I'm going with, I'm going with Jacksonville. Wow. And breaking news. I was right about 40 minutes ago. I was correct in an NB in an MLB trade deadline uh, prediction. Jose Quintana has been traded from Pittsburgh to the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, you know what? game's
0: not getting traded
2: nope he's getting traded, traded listen i was first on this we should have tweeted that we should have just tweeted all these we should have tweeted <laughs> ah could have could have been there anyway um interested to see what the return is but uh for the nfc south back to that was there any any other thoughts there i have nothing
0: well we've done it for the other divisions uh who's leading the division in passing, rushing, receiving. Uh we go bang bang bang. Uh give me Trevor Lawrence for passing, uh Jonathan Taylor for rushing, and receiving, I'm going to go I'll go Christian Kirk.
1: Passing Trevor Lawrence, rushing Derrick Henry, receiving Michael Pittman Jr.
2: It's a damn good one. I'm going Michael Pittman Jr. for receiving as well. I'm going backwards, I guess. For rushing. Don't do it, John. Take it. Wow. That's a doozy. Derrick Henry's – we're going to go with Derrick Henry. Um, I was trying to get cute, but there's no way. For passing, I am going to go with Davis Mills.
0: I don't hate that, actually. Some guys that I work with have already bet him to lead the league in interceptions. Wow. Uh, I think he's going to be slinging the rock. Like, they're going to be losing basically the entirety of every game they play this year.
2: They'll be slinging the rock. That's a fact. they will have no choice. They're all – yeah, I mean, they'll have no choice. John. He's, he's young, and they'll probably end up – you know, if it doesn't work out, they'll just draft one of the seven next year. John, so, we're –
1: Bringing back your segment as our last call, I have the seventh rounders three-team parlay of the night, and I'm curious because it's coming up that time of year, like part two, wedding season. Um, and, you know, it's in the spring, then it's, you know, comes around again in the fall. Your three-team parlay of just your perfect wedding, what do you need? or what whether it's whether it's physical whether it's intangible um the necessities of a solid wedding i can okay. go first please do. I, i've been to, a, i've
2: only i've only ever been to one wedding so keep that in mind for my my answers here okay well i'll
1: i'll go first i'll come up with these on the fly do it with you guys a little time to think number 1 um the music the playlist it has to be flames. Um, throw on there, you know, a little ACDC. Uh you know, the foo Fighters, the Killers. Get me going. Get the clothes coming off. You know, if I have a good playlist within six or seven songs once I'm drunk, things are coming off. You know, I'm gonna be down to like my skivvies after an hour. <laughs> uh
2: so Chad's remember- off the wedding invite list. Yeah, yeah. Adds I was off. gonna
0: say that's the Easiest way that's to do right a wedding. That's awful. that's yeah. off the list. <laughs> Okay. Can I clarify something? Is this uh the three things you need for a wedding that you're attending or a wedding that is your wedding? Attending. Okay. That changes my thought process. Okay. Number two,
1: um, the time of day. Listen, I I, I love day drinking more than just about anyone. I prefer a nice like 2 p.m. wedding where you know the drinks are flowing early and then the wedding happens and then it's like I could be asleep you know basically in a hay bale by 7 p.m. and I will be happy Um, so definitely an afternoon wedding Um, and number three you know it's it it does come down to the drinks Um, you know I need diversity I need yeah I need beers I'll mix in a few spike seltzers, but then I, you know, a whole lot of vodka sodas. Um, so I think that, you know, diversity among the adult beverages is number three for me.
2: Those are pretty good. Aside from your
0: your horrible story, those are three, three good things. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Um, all right. So you want me to go, Connor?
0: I have mine too, so. You go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Number one for me is what you ended with Uh, good drinks. Uh, I want like nice espresso martinis. Like uh, I'm drinking over budget. You know, I paid for that thing. It's an open bar. I want some nice cocktails at this wedding. Number two, good food. I, I think you like your wedding needs good food to keep It going for as long as it's going for. You need fuel. You need something to take people down a little bit when they get too drunk.
1: And the food's got to be early because once I'm drinking, I do not do a good job of eating. Like when I'm in it, like in the thick of things, whether it's dancing, whether it's arguing about, you know, why Mike Isiki is not running more 10 yards (laughs) out. Like I'm not thinking about eating. I have drinks going, but I don't have food. So make sure the timing of the food
0: is correct number three is uh an inclusive uh group of attendees i i think nothing is worse than when the wedding gets super like clicked or you don't know that many people or i want to be talking to random people i've never met before but not feeling like i'm pulling teeth doing it
2: yeah all right i like it that's where i'm going to start then um for me, it's all about you know it's all about the company more than anything. I was thinking in my head I could go with a destination I prefer, but really no, it doesn't matter. All about who you're with, you know. So I need I need a good group of people. The boy I need the boys there. If if this is if we're talking our ideal way, I need the boys there, because then the boys can talk to anyone. We can talk to anyone, I can talk to a wall and we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna light it up. You know, we're gonna light it up. Number two, I uh with, <laughs> When the bride's father is fun, it's a game changer. Um, the wedding I went to, Chris Searcy, the Marissa's dad, the uh, the bride's dad, was hilarious and he was out there and he was slugging wine. We had a hell of a time with this man. I thought he was my father at one point. Um, <laughs> you know, sorry, dad. Um, it was for the entertainment value there, but that's crucial. Um, Chad, you already mentioned music. I think that's a given. So I'm going to leave that one to the side. Um, but I'm talking, we're going to stay on the drink concept, but like, let's get like multiple bars. You know, we don't need a long line jamming things up, you know, taking away from the moment, taking away from the dance floor. So we need multiple locations, you know, to pick up your cold snack, your adult beverage and, uh, and get back out there. Also notable uh you know uh, and I hate to do an honorable mention but this one just came to mind late that was my 3 team parlay uh photo booth's really fun <laughs> photo booth's fun
0: Okay I think those are all I don't great. Have no clothes
2: on for any of the pictures in the photo booth. All right, and Chad's off the list again. Chad's out. <laughs> uh,
0: Jonathan, trying to the event. Event.
2: Huh? He's gonna
0: be watching through the fence, per yeah,
2: dude. Jeez, jeez. Everyone remember that for uh, your wedding list planning purposes. Don't invite me. I have you too just, much. You
0: just, you just need to like get him like a watch person. That's like, all right, Chad. You got to put it back on now. Like, come yeah. on. Now. Yeah, yeah you like the stand back
2: on the sidelines. You need a stand <laughs> back guy at the wedding. Chad, literally, you need a stand back guy. I have a September
1: first wedding this year, day before Ohio State, Notre Dame. I'm gonna be a disaster. I'm gonna be crying <laughs> like two hours into this thing. Where I'm is gonna it? be yelling about players. People have no idea. I'm just gonna be screaming. Where is it? What's the location? Um, it's at it's on um what lake does Dave have his place? Cuca.
2: Cuca. Yeah, hard time Keuka.
1: there. Yeah, it's on Cuca, north side of Cuka, like right near the town of Geneva.
2: All right. We'll keep an eye on that moving forward. Uh, any last
1: final calls here? Turn your phone off during the wedding. No good texts are going to be sent. That's my last call. That's a good,
2: that's a good one, too. Yeah. You don't even want to be on your phone during that. You shouldn't be on your phone during that. No,
0: definitely not.
2: Uh, that's my last call.
0: Don't interrupt the wedding. I, uh, a great piece of advice I heard recently was enjoy the party, but don't be the party
2: that might we just we might need to just leave it on that that might be our new saying for the
1: seventh rounders
2: i kind of love it one. that's a good one it's a game changer makes you think about it it really does all right well uh yeah everyone be safe out there i mean four my last calls were four Saturdays away from week zero that's it four Four Saturdays away from college football or NFL football every weekend for months.
0: I, in five years, we're going to be starting games in July. Like They just they – just, they they're just going to keep moving it up. I feel like it gets earlier. I, every no, year. I think
2: it's pretty consistently like the very, very last like end of August like for a few games. Maybe they'll just add a full slate. Like it's never usually like a big slate. I feel like the slate might be getting bigger in, in late August. But like why the hell is Vandy going out to Hawaii? That's preposterous. I mean, that's out of control. I'm hammer timing Vanderbilt. Who the game. fuck got it's drunk at the Vanderbilt staff <laughs> meeting one night and said, let's go. Let's call up Hawaii. They're probably still, they might still be awake right now. It's 3 a.m. here in Nashville. We're hammered. Let's see what we can get on the books. Maybe they'll pay us a couple dollars. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy.
0: God. Hey. Yeah. Uh, the the Vanderbilt coach said that Vanderbilt's gonna be the best program in the hey, SEC. You, hey,
2: you got you got to though. You know you got to. You can't not say that. You have to say that. You have yeah, to say that. You have to.
0: I guess
2: you have to, dude.
0: I, I, I'm surprised nobody laughed in his face.
2: I hope I would love to see them do well. I would love to see them win a couple. Not, not over the Gamecocks,
0: better. but the SEC was better when Vandy was good.
2: Yeah, That's a fact. I would I would love to see them win a couple conference games, not the Gamecocks, but other than that, a couple. I would love- a- My favorite non-Gamecock football result this year would be Vanderbilt beating Tennessee. That would be my favorite thing that could happen.
0: They got an uphill battle sure. in many games this year. That's all I'm going to say. Say again? They have an uphill battle this year. That's oh, fun.
2: absolutely. But if they beat Tennessee, I will be so happy. All right, folks. And with
1: that, we sail off. We'll talk to you about the SEC and the A, the NFC South next week. Good night.
2: Thank you for listening. Production by A.J. Bradbury.